So most people go through their rebellious stage at the age of like 11 or 12, but I straight up hit that at the age of five. So all of those things that you consider doing now, sneaking out of class, climbing out of windows, yeah, I had that down in kindergarten. And not only was I like a rebellious child, but I like to drag other people into rebellion with me. Do you guys have that friend that has like all of these terrible ideas and then gets you into trouble? I was that kid. <laughs> so at one point, my mom told my little brother Christian and I, and she's like, all right, it's gonna be like nap time in five minutes. And I'm like, yes, mommy. And she leaves. And I turn to my little brother Christian and I'm like, Christian, you don't wanna take a nap, do you? No. And he's like, no. And I'm like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to sneak out of our windows and meet in the backyard. And he's like, okay. So then I proceed to teach my four-year-old brother how to climb out of his window. So mom calls nap time, we pretend to go to bed, we climb out our windows, meet in the backyard, go bug hunting, whatever, sneak back in and pretend to wake up. And I'm like, hi, mommy, I had such a good nap. And we thought we were golden. We thought we got away with it. Until later that night, my dad found the bent-up screen that Christian didn't put back into the window. And we got into a little bit of trouble. So for all of you rebels here tonight, I get you. Five-year-old me really gets you. And I just want to ask y'all, those of you who will admit it, how many of you guys would consider yourself just a little bit of a rebel? Just a little bit. Okay, that's awesome. Because I came here tonight to tell you to be a rebel. But not to be a rebel against your parents or your teachers like I was, but to be a rebel for Jesus to be a rebel for a cause, to be a rebel for the winning team. So here's the thing, 4640. We are in a war, and we are in a war right now. 1 John 5.19 says, We know that we are children of God, and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. The whole world. That includes our culture, especially when it tells us things like, God's not real, or when it tells us things like dating whatever you, whenever you want, whoever you want, sometimes it's a what, I don't know, <laughs> that vaping is just fine, or that listening to wildly inappropriate music is okay, or that going to parties or disrespecting parents is a normal teenage thing. So in order to be for God, we have to be against the world and against the enemy. We have to be rebels for Jesus, but rebels against our culture. When we choose to be a rebel for Jesus, we choose to let him be our rebel leader, to follow his plans and go directly against what the enemy wants. And this falls under this big word called lordship, which means we are letting Jesus be the Lord of our lives rather than ourselves, 
rather than the world and rather than the enemy. When we chose Jesus, accepted him into our hearts, we chose salvation. We chose to be saved from separation from him. But a life with Jesus isn't just limited to salvation. We chose to be saved, but now we can choose for him to be our Lord. We can choose to let him be the leader of our life and surrender our lives to him. It almost sounds scary to choose not to be the Lord of our own life, but it's worth it because God acts as a guide leading you to amazing things. And the crazy, awesome fact of the matter is you are never too young for this, to follow God and to make him Lord. I chose to let God be the Lord of my life, which meant that I placed his plans above mine, what he said was above what I said, and even as a middle schooler, God had amazing plans for me. My anthem Bible verse is 1 Timothy 4.12. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young, but be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. So on the first day of middle school, I met this girl named Bailey, and God put it on our hearts to help every single middle schooler in our class not feel lonely. And so whenever we saw someone sitting alone at the table, we invited them until all of the seats were filled up at our table. And doing this, following Jesus' example to love everyone, meant that we had to rebel against the middle school lunch hierarchy. We chose not to care about cliques or looking cool, but chose to care about people because it didn't matter if they loved Jesus, hated him, were dressed to the nines, or could only afford three shirts. If they were sitting alone, we invited them. And choosing to do this, and choosing to show Jesus' love, and to ignore what was socially normal in society, and then directly contradict it by inviting others to our table because God had put it on our hearts, is an example of lordship because God is the Lord of our lives and he is even the Lord over our lunch tables. But what does lordship really look like in our lives? How do we be a rebel for Jesus? So there's a couple of ways, two different ways that we're gonna talk about tonight. The first thing that we're gonna talk about is choosing his shield over ours. So sometimes we want so badly to be the leader of our own life, to show that we are independent and we can do it all on our own. And my little sister Abigail is like this, except she's three. And she insists on putting on her own shoes. And it takes like a bajillion years. Even though when I do it, it takes like 10 seconds. So here she is, putting on her shoes, taking 80 million bajillion years, comes to me, and her shoes are on the wrong feet. And then I have to help her anyways. And so that's kind of like how it is with God. And I'm going to tell you a real quick truth that none of you are going to want to hear. In this life, you are going to need help. You are a human being that makes mistakes and you cannot do life on your own. God didn't create you that way. And I am telling you this now because I've made that mistake. So with that, option A, you can try to do life on your own 
And if you choose to do so, to be the Lord of your own life, you are going to stumble and fall flat on your face. And I didn't say that. God did. Jeremiah 17.5 says, This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws his strength from mere flesh, and whose hearts turn away from the Lord. So with option A, you're not going to see any good come from it. And you're going to end up asking for help anyways, just like my little sister does every time she puts on her shoes. Or... Option B, you can let God be the Lord of your life. Jeremiah 17, 7 says, But blessed is the one who trusts the Lord, whose confidence is in him. So you really have two choices here. You can choose to be cursed by trusting your flesh, by yourself, and being the Lord of your own life, or you can be blessed by letting God lead your life. If you choose the help of God first, if you let him be the Lord and choose to surrender to him, then you're blessed. There's still going to be the ups and the downs of life, but, of life, but you aren't going to fall flat on your face with God holding you up. We have to choose God first over ourselves. And that's what I mean by choosing his shield over ours. That means choosing to follow him through whatever he wants in our lives. Jesus is the Lord over our lives. He is the rebel leader. And when we follow him, when we trust him, he guides us and protects us with his shield. Psalm 28, 7 says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. So picture it like this. I have my friend Brandon, he's about to come out. And he thinks, And he thinks that he can do life all by himself. But don't worry, he was here for the first part of the sermon, and he knows we're in a spiritual war, so he brought a shield. He came prepared with his tiny little shield. So the first part of the battle that... (laughs) So one of the battles that Brandon is going to go through is temptation. And we have this really good-looking pie right here, and it looks good, and we're going to call that temptation. And I know it's not a pretty girl, but what Brandon sees is a real pretty girl. And maybe for you, temptation isn't a real pretty girl, but it's actually watching a movie filled with cuss words or the chance to gossip with your friends. And Brandon doesn't know that this is a temptation. He doesn't know that that's an attack of the devil, so he drops his shield a little bit, and yeah, it smells good. How about about you take a bite of that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... up to be, and it can leave an awful taste in your mouth, kind of like that shaving cream pie did with Brandon. But maybe for you, it's not temptation that you are being, that you are battling with. And maybe for you, it's lies like, you're not good enough, or you're not pretty, or you don't fit in. Or maybe it's fears being shot at you (laughs) over and over. Oh, 
And when, when Brandon tries to defend himself, how did that shield hold up? Oh! to shoot at us and surround us with fear. And when he tried to defend himself, this thing right here didn't really hold up. <laughs> so let's just pause for a second. Sorry, Brandon. Let's just pause for a second. The answer here is to surrender. Even though it looks crazy and we're not surrendering Brandon's not surrendering his shield to the enemy, but he's surrendering his shield to God. And surrendering is not giving up because a white flag to God is a war cry at the enemy. When you surrender to God and give up your shield for his, the enemy has already lost. So Brandon now sees that he cannot do it alone. And he's like, all right, can't do this. But what happens when he chooses Jesus' shield? Let's get Jesus out here. <laughs> so, <laughs> when Brandon faces temptation or fears or lies, God's shield leads him away from it. It literally led him away from these two. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and when Brandon chose to surrender his shield, chose to lay down his shield for God's, because of that, when temptation and attacks came, he was protected by God's shield. He didn't have to deal with this sort of mess. He's protected because he knows that God is Lord and God is the leader and Brandon is not. Because when Brandon tries to protect himself, it really doesn't work. So when we choose to be a rebel for Jesus, we have to be all in. We gotta be committed to the cause, which leads us to our second point. We just gotta commit to the cause. So with anything you love, you can have all the heart for it, all the skill, all the passion for it in the world, but if you don't have commitment, you really don't have much. And I learned this the hard way because I used to do kickboxing, which is like regular boxing, except then you have knees and elbows that you can like damage people with. It's awesome. <laughs> so as a kickboxer, within two years, from age 10 to age 12, I had started at the bottom of the totem pole with all of the kids to being accepted and kicking butt in adult level classes but then I got cocky and a little busy. And so I was like, all right, I don't really need to go to class. And there was this tournament going, coming up, and I was like, it's fine, it's fine, I don't need to come. And so then I get to the tournament after only practicing like maybe once a week, and the first two fights went fine. I was like, all right, it's gonna be okay. And then I get to my third fight, and I still remember the pain I was in because I was kicked so many times in my leg, and it hurt so darn bad. And the point is, I wasn't committed. I was choosing to go to the gym only when I 
felt like it. And as a result, I literally got knocked on my butt. And it's the same way with Jesus. We have to choose to give him lordship over every area of our lives, not just the ones, not just at the times where we feel like it. We gotta be committed to the cause. So we learned about how to choose God's shield, but then we have to put lordship into practice. And that's what I mean about being committed to the cause. We're committed to following Jesus and committed to making him Lord of our lives. Psalm 119.34 says, give me understanding and I will obey your instructions. I will put them into practice with all my heart. And it's easy to obey God's instructions sometimes. Like when you're at church or you're hanging out with friends from church, but other times it's not. It's not always easy to say no when your friends all want to cut class and you don't want to cut because you don't want to look cool. And it wasn't easy for me to say no when all of the friends I had grown up with were vaping right there and then offered me some. But I did say no. And you can too. Also, fun fact, even when I said no, they respected my decision and they still respect me. But here's where being a rebel for Jesus comes in. In order to be for God, to let him be the Lord of your life, you have to be against the things that he is against, even when it's hard. When we choose to follow the customs and traditions of this world, when we've already chosen God to be our savior, it's kind of like we're cheating on him because we have this perfectly good savior and this amazing leader right here, and we are choosing to ignore him for something that feels good in the moment. James 4.4 says, you adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again, if you want to be a friend of the world, You make yourself an enemy of God. And quite frankly, it's not good to be the enemy of the one who created everything. We have to submit to God and let him be the Lord of our life. And we have to let him be the Lord over all of our life, not just our church life. He is our Lord at school when friends want to cut class. He is Lord at home when little brother is making us super crazy and mom doesn't understand, not that I'm speaking from experience for, but he is Lord over all of it. We're committed to God being Lord and not just over the parts that we want him to be. Like I said before 4640, we are in a war. We are in a war, but the battle has already been won. It is so easy to conform to this world, to go with the flow, and to choose to follow God only when it's convenient. But you don't have to conform. You can choose to be a rebel because we are called to be rebels against this world. Romans 12.2 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. Every single one of you is called to be a rebel for Jesus, to commit to him, to copy the way he behaves, the way he loves, over the way our peers behave and the way the media tells us to behave. And so maybe in your mind, 
just had like an oh snap moment. Because you come to church every Wednesday and you say you love Jesus with all your heart, but when you go to school, you don't act like it. Maybe you're disrespectful and mean to teachers or other students. Or maybe you act like Jesus is Lord at school, but then when you come home, you don't treat your parents and your siblings the way God would want you to. And if that's you, we're just gonna take a quick minute to repent. So y'all, let's just bow our heads. And it's not you and your friends, it's you and God right now. Just you and God in the quiet of your heart, just apologize to God. Maybe Lord hasn't, you haven't let God be Lord over your school life. Or maybe it's your home life. Or maybe it's the time with your friends. And if that's you, just say, sorry, God. I'm sorry for not letting you be the Lord over my life, over every part of it. And if you are ready to make that step, to let God be Lord, to follow him, and to let him guide your life, to be a rebel for Jesus, tell him. Just in the quiet of your heart again, say, God, I trust you to be the Lord over my life. I am ready to be a rebel for you. I will follow you and your path, even when it's awkward or it's not the popular thing to do. Because you are God and you love me, your plans are good for me, and you are the Lord over my life. Amen. Guys, I'm just gonna pray over you guys real quick. So thank you, God, so much for all of these kids in this room, in this room. And Lord, thank you for being the Lord of our lives. Thank you that we don't have to go through life alone. We don't have to make our own plans because we can follow your plan for us. We can choose to follow you, and we can choose you to be our shield, and you protect us, God. So thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.